Welcome to the podcast of Fellowship Church in Dallas, Pennsylvania. To find out more about Fellowship Church, visit fellowshipefc.org. Well, welcome to the Fellowship Church podcast. Our hope is to have practical discussions around current issues so that you can be equipped to engage with our culture from a biblical perspective. And there are fewer issues in our world today that require that more than the one that we're discussing today. Today, we're talking about uh, Pride Month and getting into some of the policies surrounding LGBTQ rights, uh, what that means for the church, and how we can respond biblically to some of the things that we see happening in our country. My name is Tim Shear. I'm one of the pastors of Fellowship Church in Dallas, Pennsylvania. Today, we are joined by our lead pastor, Mark Ramirez, and Lee S. Pyatt Esquire. Men, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> so I think we are aware that Pride Month, uh, typically in June, is, is a cultural celebration of homosexuality and transgenderism. Uh, so how do we get to Pride Month? Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the history and the origin of Pride Month and how we got to this point in our country. Pride Month, uh, the origin is similar to that of a lot of cultural movements that we've seen in history. It began after what was known as the Stonewall Riots in 1969. Uh, according to history, there was a police raid on the Stonewall Inn, which was a gay bar in New York City. And in reaction to those raids, activists organized riots in New York City, which led to a series of protests around the country in the late 60s. The next year, uh, gay pride marches were held in many U.S. cities. Then you fast forward to the 1990s. June was officially declared Pride Month by President Bill Clinton. And then you look ahead to the Obama administration. Uh, gay marriage was legalized in June 2015. So Pride, pride Month is really around June usually. Uh, and then today... Uh, in the United States, President Biden is pushing for uh, the rights, the so-called rights of the LGBT community. And it seems like this is something that he really wants uh, to, uh, he wants this to define his presidency. And he's trying to be a champion for uh, a way of living that we as Christ followers would say is a uh, perversion uh, and a mockery of God's design. For, uh, for humanity, for image bearers, and for marriage. And so now, what was once just a parade that we uh, we tolerated, I guess, is becoming something that uh, we are basically required to make accommodations for in every sphere of public life. Uh, and this is coming from the pen of the most powerful man in our country. So in June 2022, President Biden signed an executive order advancing LGBTQI plus equality. So Lee, with your legal background, can you explain what this executive order does, maybe highlighting some of the main points of that? Yes, um, and I'd like to do it in, in, in history and in context. Uh, we've done, done a, a podcast previously on the Equality Act. And, and the Equality Act is really an attempt um, to... Um, to change the Civil Rights Act to make it 
uh, a, a violation and considered a discrimination and, and, and a violation of the Civil Rights Act to uh, uh, to interfere with uh, with uh, the whole uh, gay, uh, lesbian, and and transgender uh, rights. It's really um, it, 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 it's it's um, it's really making anyone who is of that a protected class for purposes of the of, of the uh, of the Civil Rights uh, Act. Uh, that is that is the sort of the big kahuna legally the big the big issue that would dramatically change and we we've, we've discussed that um, every aspect of, of, of uh, public facilities which would include um, obviously churches and and schools and and so forth uh, uh, healthcare every every aspect of our public life would be impacted and and as we've noted before there was no in that in that act there is no protection for the family there's no nothing saying oh but a parent can 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 uh, can, can act differently or decide differently um, there may still be some of that in the law but there's nothing in the statute in that regard okay so that's that's the agenda that's the main legal agenda um, and they, uh, the Democrat, all 50 uh, Democratic senators of the prior, prior Congress had endorsed and sponsored that. And of course, you know, all the, uh, the, the Democratic House would certainly have supported it. Um, however, they, they did not have the, the votes to uh, overcome the, uh, the, uh, uh, they didn't have the the quorum to overcome the filibuster uh, rule, uh, and they had not yet decided to blow that away, as they've they've talked about. So, with all that as a background, what's a what's a, pre a democratic president to do? Okay, uh, he he can't get the the main law passed, uh, but he still has Pride Month, and he still has a a, a an agenda uh, and a. Uh, uh, a, a base that he has to please. This executive order that he issued on uh, June fifteenth, called on advancing an executive order on advancing equality for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex sex individuals, is really a political document. It's really not a legal document. Uh, it, it it starts off with a policy and then uh and then proceeds to uh say it says a lot of things like you can just um just by the first few words of each of the sections it, it's about promoting uh family counseling in support of lgbtqi plus the secretary of hss shall seek to expand the availability of family counseling we should the, the the secretary will be considering whether to issue guidance regarding the extent to which it should consider funding opportunities for programs that implement family counseling. So everything it's doing, it's considering, it's it's researching, it's putting in guidelines. Okay, but what is what is the the where it's going, and which is really the point? It's is he's stating what he wants and, and the policies he wants to pursue. 
and and those those are really to uh, in the name of any the the order has the words protecting um, protecting rights protecting children protecting okay so it's it's all about protecting children and securing access okay to health health uh, care to education and and if there's a particular issue of um, opposing what is called conversion therapy okay which really is is a is really the invasive of the family uh, there uh, and and protecting children in adoption and foster care and so forth so with all of that if if they're into education uh, it's about education health care uh, 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 therapy conversion therapy and and um, and family uh, issues adoption and so forth it's it's really going to the heart of that's that's the direction that that's what they want and and what is conversion therapy that that's a very good question um but it it is um uh from from their perspective whether yeah exactly what it is is not defined in this order and i i, I as i recall it wasn't defined in in the um act equality act either but basically it's therapy it's counseling it's it's a any kind of process that that is designed to discourage uh gay uh, lesbian or transgender decisions on, on the part of an individual whether that is a, a child or an adult um, any any kind of counseling i think um uh, although although they they act like conversion therapy is something very strange and uh and very dangerous and and, and they they cite uh they cite um uh, uh so-called so studies so-called uh, uh you know proof that that it's dangerous but but what it really will do is it will it will make it uh impossible uh, if it, 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 it's uh, you know they're, they're trying to set it up first of all that it uh, uh, they they want warnings they want it treated as a a deceptive practice uh, uh, which would be an unlawful practice um, they they're going at it in this order and from several different directions but it's all about uh, discouraging and, and and when you when you t t take that on that and and then you move to uh health care what what are they saying when they're saying uh protecting the health rights of lgbtq individuals what they're saying is that every person has the right to to uh, uh gender changing drugs and surgery that's where they're headed uh, that, that's the, the the direction here and uh, uh and and again there is no no sense at all that that there would be a, a, you know a parental parental requ um, uh, decision required uh, parental approval required. I don't see, and it's certainly not in in this order and in the in the statute. Again, the law has there's a lot of built into the law that makes parents responsible for kids. 
and and if they're responsible then they have to have the, the right to say no okay so it's it's a, a very fundamental issue that that will have to be addressed but um but at least the direction is not to not to even require parental rights as they did as is not done in abortion the same the same concept so it so it uh goes after the family mm-hmm. uh health care education i mean and then conversion therapy that's what they're looking at there is preventing conversations between counselors and clients when uh they're preventing the counselors from affirming somebody's biological sex mm-hmm. right. and encouraging them to pursue whatever uh whatever gender they want to be um and anything else would be restricted so and, i mean that that would and that would be that would be faith so you have family of education you have health care faith mm-hmm. and it seems like this order is uh he's directing secretaries of state treasury department of education department right. of health the pentagon like everybody has to to follow this right. um pastor mark you had a question yeah um my, my question is actually is a good lead-in because it was related to what you just said um the everything you explained lee I, uh, the thing the thing that i wanted to kind of target a little bit and just try to understand better and maybe and maybe we don't even in you know the three of us don't fully understand the impact of this but i think it'd be good for for those listening to understand so it's good that you clarified that this document or or that this is more of a political document than it is a, a legal document however <clears throat> in the document he says that he's charging president biden is charging the department of health mm-hmm. and human services mm-hmm with protecting uh, LGBTQI children and families. And then as Tim mentioned, he's directing the Department of Education. What what impact does it have when the president of the United States is directing and charging these institutions of government oversight to protect um, and and to do what it is that he's asking them to do i just i just wonder if people really recognize and understand what that means when you have the department of health and human services right being charged to protect what does protect mean and what what kind of uh what kind of oversight and what kind of <clears throat> uh what do they have responsibility over that they would have the ability or the authority over to the, to come in and say Here's what we're going to do as a result of what we consider to be our charge to to protect. Right, right. So, so um, it is a political dime, but but it's a, an executive order, and he is the president. He is in charge of the executive branch. The, for example, the health and uh, the human health, uh, health and um, human services. Um, that department has regulations. That, that that relate to um relate to all all kinds of things right all, every doctor every every med- medical uh, uh hospital all of that has to live by regulations and 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 those regulations it's sort of a long-term process but yes there is tremendous amount 
of uh, uh, much of the law really is is unwritten law uh, or um, is unlegislated law that comes by way of these regulations and 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 and, and recommendations and rulings and so forth. And so when he tells the, these people in 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 the, for example in the human services area um then then uh, any federal regulations related to adoption and foster care uh, uh will 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 all, already immediately be uh directed and in addition he's all he says in here that he's he's asking them to 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 um uh promulgate uh, material and guidelines for the states. So if you have state regulated things like foster care and adoption, uh, he's he's preparing it to come from the feds and off it will go go to the states. So yeah, it is incredibly wide. Uh, you know the, the the defense, I mean he is he's in charge of the defense and and what's happening in the military, is is that there's a tremendous amount of movement uh, on, on this issue, uh, education, re-education, retraining uh, of everyone, and and accommodation uh, uh, in 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 an organization which has not been very accommodating, uh, and it can't be very accommodating to a lot of things in order to protect the country. Yes, it is mostly political. I, I viewed it as political and I said that. But yes, there is actual um, impact because because these studies and this stuff that he's ordering will give rise to the next generation of regulations that the that the uh, various federal uh, uh, federal departments and commissions will will adopt. So yeah, it, it does have a long range uh, impact and, 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 and you never know where it's going yet. You never know how far it will. So what, what makes this order so concerning for Christ followers and for the church? Because don't we have religious freedoms that are protected in this country by the first amendment? Um, are, are those freedoms somehow in jeopardy because of that? Well, yeah, one of the 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 problem and the issue with this kind of uh, uh, equality and this kind of a policy is that it is it is not uh, merely uh, protecting um, uh, individuals uh, uh, or groups. It is uh, requiring all of us. To uh, to to change uh, uh, what we can say uh, and what we can do. Um, uh, the, the the counseling is a, is a classic. The conversion therapy is a, is a key area. But you know when you think of it, us as Christ followers, um, we're we're not required to require other people to do things, but we we are required to live in a certain way. Uh, as God as God intends us, and to share our faith is 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 a, a a commandment, a key commandment that we have to live by. So so if if we can't um, if we can't share our faith and, and what that means in a in in the context of these very major and real 
human relationship issues. And if we can't parent our children, we can't we can't um, uh, uh, teach uh, to our own children and to, you know our grandchildren and so forth. Um, then, um, then you know it's it's coming right at us as far as as far as where we're living. Maybe Mark should probably uh, expand that a little bit. That's sort of my legal and political view. Yeah, I think I think from a just a Christ uh, follower standpoint, <clears throat> the um, the concern. Um, I think the way I the way I'll approach it is less uh, related to um, religious freedom and more related to um, living righteously in the culture um, that God has called us to. That's clearly uh, clearly biblical. I think we could um, you know see in the New Testament that uh, there were many cases of Christ followers not having uh, religious freedom, yet they were living righteously um and so i i think the um i think these are without a doubt infringing upon uh the religious freedom um that we have in america but what i what i think is going to be important is that christians christ followers today are understanding what it means what these things mean so that they know how to respond and how to live in a god glorifying way in today's culture and and i think what is going to be difficult is when you have grown up in america and and abiding by laws rules and regulations that have for the most part reflected maybe more of a christian ethic and that is clearly beginning to change i mean this document is a uh a stark contrast from uh you know, a Christian uh, leader, uh, you know, oh, uh, you know, it doesn't represent anything, anything like uh, what we would consider to be Christian uh, principles. Um, so how, how do you live? How do we live in that, um, in that culture? Um, we have, we have direction being given to government agencies that have teeth. I mean, they have the ability to do something with that power the department of health and human services has the power to shut down um business and uh anything that they consider to be a danger to society based on the issue of health well based on what he's saying here is that if you're preventing the kind of care that they're now saying should be given to lgbtq uh people um which could be simply christian counsel biblical uh, council, um, he's saying that's dangerous, um, and they need to be protected from us or from that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's just, it, it really is, it should awaken us. And I think that's part of what we're trying to do in talking about this is awaken Christians to understand what is happening. But, um, part of this document says that he's directing the secretaries of state, the treasury, um, and, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services to develop an action plan to promote an end to so-called conversion therapy. I mean, they're they're discrediting it. They're discrediting even the term "so-called" as if it as if it doesn't exist. And that's you know that's simply the church responding to someone who might be 
dealing with same-sex attraction or some sort of gender confusion. And we would then be guiding them and, and biblically to say, no, this is how we understand God's creational order. And we think that if you embrace that and live in, in the way that God has created you biologically, that actually you will find the greatest joy in life, uh, the greatest peace, because this is God's design. That is now, according to the President of the United States of America, that is considered dangerous. People need to be protected from that right. by the government agencies that exist. That that's the That's not. We're not talking anymore about. This is something that could happen. This has happened. This is this is a document that's already been issued, um, and that that just is something that I think as Christians we just need to be awakened to and, and aware of. Yeah. Do you do you feel like maybe as Christians uh, historically we've been kind of uh, lax on this issue that maybe we've we've been uh, disengaged from uh, from being part of the conversation because it used to be something that was merely tolerated. You know, you believe what you want to believe. I'll believe what I want. And whatever someone does in the privacy of their own home is their business because it's not bothering me or anyone else. And now it's something that's coming into the schools. It's, you know, it's coming into the church. It's in elementary school bathrooms. Um, so so we need to be awake. And so, uh, like you said, so is this something that maybe before we were not really uh we were not really awakened to. We were kind of just sleepy as, as as a church, as Christians, in this in this uh, conversation. I I would say that I I think I think we've become uh, lazy from a a, a spiritual discernment uh, standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, there, there, I think I think to some degree uh, Christians have. Um, especially in America, um, have assumed that these kinds of things really wouldn't and couldn't happen. Mm -hmm. And they are, they're happening. And so now that requires a level of spiritual and biblical discernment and understanding how to now navigate cultural issues, governmental mandates against a Christian way of living. Christians in America are not used to having to make a choice between obeying a, a governmental mandate and living in a Christian righteous way. That's I think that that might be a new a new concept for some. And um I you know based on what we are seeing here, this is where we are. So uh, I, I think um, we have to come to the reality of that and and commit ourselves to being biblical Christians that are seeking to follow the word of God, regardless of where the, the culture is going. And that's why we as a church talk a lot about thinking biblically about um, cultural issues and thinking biblically about how to live. And I think that's, this is, evidence of, of the need to do that more in the church, um, discipling Christians in understanding and thinking biblically, which I think requires a level of discernment, spiritual discernment, which should be rooted in the gospel and in the scriptures.
I think. The, the, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, if I could, um, the the other aspect of that that I'd like to um, highlight is uh, secularism and 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 sort of the ch how the church has responded to that is part is part of the problem, right? So. Um, the concept of secularism is that as long as we're in the public domain, what, whatever that is, uh, that all people, in order to get along, um, uh, cease to 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 uh, uh, promote uh, and and even act according to uh, their own uh, religious values, their own religion, uh, in order that we keep peace. And that there would be this area where all people would would somehow live together in peace uh, without without uh, 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 acting upon uh, their religious views in such a way that would would affect other people. So so we you know we bought into that uh, at least accepted it in some some fashion. Um, and and what that means is that the degree to which we're salt and light, as we've called called to be, is, is greatly hindered if we're not if we're not um, very open and intentional about how we are living and sharing our faith and, and witnessing uh, uh, in, in in the public domain. So we retreat back, uh, saying, okay. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna live by the secular rules, and then what has happened is that is that the, uh, a void is always filled, right? Uh, uh, something comes in to fill the void. The house uh, that is cleared of all uh, all all demons now is cl cleaner than before, and income uh, in income more demons than were there to begin with. So what what came in what has now come in is is really a, a a different religion. It's is is really a a, a a a whole set of world values by which everyone must live. Uh, it's really it, there's it comes with a demand that all people. So we've gone from a standpoint where in the public sector no one's going to uh, do this, and now we have universal rules that all are to live by. Uh, with relationship to LBGTQ, but also other areas, uh, racial discrimination, climate change, all of that. This all 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 comes in by way of a. This is how all people should should uh, live in live in view, and 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 that's. I see that as 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 partly a result of of um, secularism, and and uh, you know sort of us. Uh, uh, I mean, now I think I think we have to live not just um, not just in the church, but we have to be very clear that we're living uh, publicly because because we're uh, in accordance with those values. Because uh, uh, you know the, the the whole public sphere is now entirely dominated by by this uh, these contrary values. And I think we we I think the challenge that a lot of Christians feel is I mean there's the objective truth about how we are designed, God's intent for marriage, 
God's intent for sexuality and what we see happening in our culture, which is sin and wanting to kind of uh, subscribe to that, that ideal uh, secularism that you're describing, tolerating uh, things, getting along with people and just being okay with, and I say that in air quotes, okay, okay with the sins that we see happening around us. But I think part of, and I'll get back to my original thought here, but I think part of the uh, the the challenge is that we as as believers really need to understand what sin is. And sin always wants to be the worst iteration of itself. So what started as parades uh, then went on to you know legalizing gay marriage and now it is, what we see today and, and leave you've brought out one of the ironies of this is that pride itself is a sin. And you look at scripture, you look at uh, Genesis, you look at the flood, how sinful the world was that God mourned the fact that he made man and destroyed the earth with a flood. The irony there is that LGBTQ community uses the rainbow as their symbol, which is God's reminder to us that he wouldn't send another flood. And it's kind of like Satan is, is mocking God by saying they can be as sinful as they want because, because of who you are in your nature, you're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> and then you look at the tower of Babel, you look at Sodom and Gomorrah and you have to wonder, are we not worse than they are? Like you look at the world that we're living in. Are we not worse than that? Like God do something here. And, and as a church, you know, we, we are God's hands and feet. He wants to use us. But the challenge is how do we address this sin, speak the truth, but then do so in love with compassion and still have that that voice that we want to have, the influence that we want to have in the lives of you know friends and family members who, who maybe think that uh, this is the way that it should be and this is progress and this is a good thing for our country. Uh, how do we how do we balance that? You know, practically speaking. Mm -hmm. yeah the uh i mean it's difficult it is it's something that um the uh the church i think is uh really struggling with i, I don't even think we're necessarily in agreement um you know just across the evangelical landscape of how to address uh the issue of uh of, you know the lgbtq issue um, one of the reasons for that is because we, uh, we have a desire to, uh, love and care for people and let's make that very clear. Uh, we're called to that. Uh, these are people, uh, who are engaged in a, uh, a sinful, um, practice or, uh, desires giving into a sinful desire. Um, and those people should be loved and cared for. And I think one of the things, you know, going back to where we started with this conversation is um, when you think about Pride Month and what we're to celebrate and what we're being asked to do, that seems to be less uh, about the people um, and more about the um, activity and and what it represents and the cultural acceptance of it 
but yet what will be promoted is to to not celebrate it means you don't care about these people and that that is that is something that is again going back to spiritual discernment and biblical discernment that's not that is not truth that is according to scripture that's not truth um that is a lie um and and so that's where again I think we have to we have to be able to stand up for the truth of God and declare uh, truth and righteousness into the culture and still love people and care for people because the reality is is every one of us are sinners there there isn't there isn't a person that uh you know has escaped the stain of of sin and isn't dealing with fighting uh and battling that so the issue here specifically is that we have a president and a culture that is saying we're we're forcing you through some sort of design and executive action and through governmental agencies that we have power over to to force you to uh, not only accept this practice but to celebrate it mm-hmm. um and if you don't here's what it means um and i think a lot of christians really struggle with that they don't want to be perceived as unloving unkind um and i think the other thing that's happened over the past at least in my tenure as a pastor it used to be something that was happening out there in the world so over the last 17 years 18 years what i've seen is it's no longer christian family saying yeah this is something yeah i heard about that my you know my friend now it's this is happening in my family and that has really changed the dynamic of how people now they now they're having to deal with it in a much more personal way and they're now having to seek the lord for okay how do i handle my faith my beliefs my convictions and how do the, how does that relate to this specific situation that i'm now dealing with in my family this is my so, family so pastor mark how would you then counsel somebody who maybe comes to you and says hey my niece is getting married to another woman and they're wrestling with that tension of of loving and supporting and caring for a family member while also holding on to that objective truth and having a biblical perspective about this particular issue yeah i've always i've always uh and that i mean i've had that situation um numerous times um and um my response has always been to uh encourage people to first and foremost uh for them uh to seek the lord um and uh to primarily um seek to honor and glorify him and how they respond i don't think that you can honor god and glorify him by not uh and at the same time treat people in a way that they shouldn't be treated so uh i i um i don't agree with the, the notion that well to you know, I, I can honor and uh, I, this is something I need to do to honor God, but I can't because to do that isn't going to be loving to people. I, I don't I don't subscribe to that. I don't think it's biblical. I think it's an unbiblical way to understand things. So I I, I rarely if ever say to somebody here, do A, B, C, D, E and F because they have a very personal um, situational, uh, you know, situation happening with them. So I don't I don't I don't typically do that, but I'll, I will say 
you're you need to approach this in a way where you are your every step through this uh you are going to seek to honor and glorify god and walking through this with several different people that has been extremely difficult and it's been littered with numerous decisions so i, I remember there was this huge decision that needed to be made it was like okay finally we got through that but that only led to the next one and that one now was just as big and so it it really is a difficulty um but it is something uh, that uh, that we're going to have to deal with. And I think the answer is seeking to honor and glorify the Lord. And in some cases, that means that we're going to make decisions and we're going to do things that family members and even other Christian friends don't approve of. But our, our goal should always be first and foremost to glorify God. And he is the one that we're seeking to, to please. Um, so... Definitely not easy. Okay. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so that's that's kind of the uh, the approach that we uh, we need to take on a personal level to be faithful to what God is calling us to do in Scripture. Uh, something else that we see in Scripture that he's calling us to do is to be subject to governing authorities. Um, so how do we respond in the the realm of politics and looking at our government and and leaders what what is our response or how do we take a biblical perspective when it comes to that well i, I mean i think that um um uh, if if uh if, if Christians start uh, losing their jobs or losing uh, or even losing their freedom over these issues, it's it's far from the first time that Christians have had to do that. <laughs> uh, that, that that's that's part of part of the gig. It's it's part of part of the cross that we accept when we we, we say we say we pick up the cross and uh, 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 it, it is an expectation that we'll that uh, there was always an and Jesus was very clear you you will be persecuted for righteousness sake okay so so um our attitude i think i think our attitude has to be um uh uh, uh to be uh, very clear on whether we're doing the right thing and if we are to accept the consequences for it uh, uh and not not to accept that the policy is correct and and, and not not to uh, not necessarily to vote for the for the policies but uh, as far as submission to to the government authorities um, that is that is one way that we uh, glorify Christ by by saying no we have a higher authority and uh, on on this particular issue but on these other things we, we will follow uh, follow the government because that's what the Lord expects of us. So that's my you know my personal uh, approach to it, um, and has that from a legal and political uh, standpoint. Um, you know the, the uh, uh, Paul Paul teaching us to submit to authorities at the time that the the. Uh, the, the authority was Nero mm. um, has always sort of uh, 
set set the stage for 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 a sort of basic view of of that for me. Yeah, and and something else that Paul tells us to do in Scripture is to pray for mm-hmm. our leaders, to pray for those who are in high positions, to pray for kings, um, that we can lead a, a peaceful and quiet life, because we pray for them because God desires that all men be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So that is something we we must continue to do. Scripture uh, tells us that we need to pray for our leaders. And that's that's something that we cannot overemphasize uh, because we want to see our president. We, we don't know they're standing before God, but we want to see our presidents and our senators and our representatives and, and, and judges and, and everybody that, that serves in some kind of office turning to Christ, coming to a knowledge of truth and letting that influence how they how they live and and the policies that they are uh putting into place yeah the um we we clearly need to to be praying for our leaders and um they need a they need a lot of prayer <laughs> that is for sure um i mean the reality is is that we have we have a a bible that has given us plenty of evidence of very wicked leaders um uh, and they made decisions that god held them responsible for and they were accountable for um so you have when you when you when in the old testament you had uh you know uh, manasseh and some of these other wicked kings putting up um uh, raising Baal and uh and 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 asking people to submit to Baal and putting the astro poles up and asking them to to, to to submit to that the nation of israel who even though they were submitting to the king in doing that they were still disobeying god when they were worshiping these idols um and so this is where discernment again has to play in to the christian um we we just need to recognize christians need to recognize something has the nation has changed we are we really are in a post christian uh culture um, and society, uh, and we're in a post-truth, which we've talked about in our church uh, a lot. And that means that when a leader in the country says, this is what you need, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do this because we love people. And this is this this whole thing we're doing is all about loving people and including people. If a Christian just hears that and goes, oh, then I'm, a, I'm for it because I'm a Christian, and that's as far as you take it, you're You've got to recognize that we have an enemy. There is deception, and you need to discern. Uh, there's, you know, there are certain buzzwords and phrases you hear now that I think, as a Christian, you should have discernment to know. Okay, what do they mean by that? Um, and and words like love and kind and kindness and inclusion. Uh, there, these are words that typically you would say, oh, these are these are Christian, you know, uh, descriptions. They don't mean the same things today. Um, and, uh, you know, in this document, he's talking about protecting right. access to health care. That those that doesn't mean what you think it means. Mm. It, we we don't have a system of health care that it, that ever denies a, a life saving effort to a child simply because 
they're choosing to no longer be a certain uh, sexual orientation. But this almost makes it sound like that's the case. But Lee described it. No, this this is actually what they're considering to be healthcare here is the ability for children to decide on their own that they would like to have a, a, a sexual uh, procedure uh, that will fundamentally change uh, you know, who they are biologically. Um, and when you don't allow that, you are removing healthcare access. And these, so that's why we need discernment and, um, and not uh, just, oh yeah, that's, that, that sounds good. Um, we, we just, we need that as Christians uh, living in the world uh, that we're living in. And I think that's why we're doing the kinds of things that we're doing. Uh, like even having this podcast is to help people think through these things with more discernment and um, and more wisdom. There's there's one sort of fundamental thing about truth. And, you know, we talk a lot about truth being the issue. When, when a boy decides he's a girl, okay, there's not nothing more fundamentally false and untrue than that. Okay. And, and so this, that whole, the whole gender uh, change thing, is is both a rejection of God's order and God's uh, design, and also truth, hmm. uh, just right from the beginning. There, there, there's not even a you know right from the heart of it. Um, it doesn't matter that he was born a boy. I mean, uh, the medical profession is on record saying that that that. Uh, 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 driver's licenses should not have male or female gender on them. Okay, I mean, I mean, there, there, there is a there is a denial of truth here that is that that boggles our, our minds. I mean, we were not <clears throat> prepared. We were not prepared for that kind of a denial of truth. Right, I, 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 and, and I'm I'm saying. In the 20th century, we weren't. This is something that's that's pretty much a 21st century uh, 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 concept. And I, I thought the 20th century was pretty bad. <laughs> I thought we I thought we'd gotten pretty horrible in the 20th century. Okay, but this is a this is a fundamental denial of of of, of, of truth in a level that you know. I mean, imagine that the doctors are 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 saying that the, there is no such reality as as gender. It's it's impossible. Yeah, that is that is unbelievable, and you know, we just we pray for God's mercy on our country. Um, I mean, we are probably the most permissive. Uh, as a country when it comes to this issue. Uh, so we need to continue to do what we're called to do as Christians, to be discerning, to be a light, to speak the truth in love, uh, regardless of what the government mandates. And we need to do it with, with boldness, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Any final comments today, Pastor Mark? No, I think Lee, uh, you know, Lee, that was, you're right, uh, that the the rejection of truth is is a big part of this. And, and I think just the understanding that we do have an enemy mm -hmm. and um, he is powerful 
um, and he uses deception. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what he does. He's a de- he deceives and he imitates. Um, and to think that he could take uh, a Genesis to creational order mandate of the creation of God, male and female, and twist that to where we are today really is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. But the the answer to that isn't where I think I think it's you know we want to be clear what we're saying the answer to that isn't we're not just simply criticizing this isn't just criticism or complaining the answer is the truth of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ and that is what the church exists to to make known so mm-hmm. we want to have the opportunity to sit down with a a person, a teenager who is confused about their own uh, sexual desires and order them or help them understand what that looks like from a biblical perspective. And what we, what we believe is that if that happens, they will find peace. They will find joy. They will find satisfaction. They will not find that in the pursuit of their own sinful desires taken all the way to the end. If they get everything they ask for, they will not find that. That is what scripture promises. That is the way of destruction. And so we have an enemy who is now using government and agencies and honestly, deceptive language, um, which is his trademark to help people uh, take it in. To believe it, no. This is this is healthcare. This is loving people. This is inclusion. Um, the, you know, love is love, and this is uh, we just we can't uh, we we have to speak into that, um, and we have to speak into that by loving and caring for people. Absolutely. And as a church, we've had that opportunity. We've had the opportunity to speak into the lives of people that God has brought to us who are struggling in the area of uh, sexual orientation and who are struggling in the area of uh, gender identity. And in each case, as far as I know, we as a church have loved and cared for those people. Um, It's never been about not loving and caring for them, but we love and care for them by continuing to commit to make known uh, the ways of God, the truth of God, and to help them find their hope and peace in that, and um, that is what we—that is what we're seeking to do. That is what we want to do. And some of the things that we're talking about today may be obstacles that we have to overcome and deal with in seeking to do that. But God has given us the victory. I mean, He Amen. has promised to never leave us, and we just gotta be faithful to Him. Amen. Well, thank you both for joining us this morning, uh, for taking time to discuss this very difficult issue. And uh, for those of you listening, we will have a link to the Equality Act podcast that we recorded. Uh, I think it was probably two years ago we recorded that. Lee had mentioned that. And uh, our church is always available to uh, to talk with anyone who has uh, who wants to know more about this, that's confused, that maybe. Uh, maybe they're struggling through some of these issues or maybe they're seeing it in their family with their friends uh, and they need counsel. So we are here for you. We do want to continue to speak the truth, God's truth uh, to you in love. Uh, So thank you again for joining us and God bless.